get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford. He's a Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic, and you can find him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. JR, what's up, man? Not too much. You guys want to talk about a sport that's trying to play? Let's do it. That sounds great, actually. So, Phase 2 started yesterday for most teams. Some are doing it, others are not. What's the latest with the Blues and how they're treating this Phase 2 reopening? Yeah, as you mentioned, BK uh, started yesterday. The league allowed uh, teams to open up the practice facilities uh, to six players, so small groups, obviously taking a lot of precautions. And if you go through uh, social media, you'll see that a number of the teams did start uh, doing that yesterday. The Blues were not one of them, and not the only one. Several teams did not elect to uh, begin yesterday. And the reason is, uh, you know, I've talked to Jamie about this in the past. You know, when training camp starts in September, guys start to roll into town uh, in August in a normal season. And uh, this is kind of the August, really, of, uh, of that situation. This is when guys uh, can just kind of elect when they want to come to St. Louis. And so I talked to a number of Blues uh, yesterday, Jake Allen, uh, David Perron, Zach Sanford, and they are just uh, working out in their hometowns and uh, getting things done that way. And then they said when they get word uh, about a training camp date, then uh, then they'll decide to make their way to town at that time. So, JR, do you think that that decision to hold off from getting back on the ice could work against the Blues? Like, obviously, I understand the training camp thing, but you know as well as anybody that, like you said, these guys roll in, and some of them are skating in July in a regular season to where August they're ramping it up and they're ready in September. Now, this kind of leads me to believe that it's going to be like, okay, guys, let's get to the rink, let's flip the switch and go from zero to 100, and I, I just don't know if that's the best formula. What's your thoughts? Yeah, no, it's a fair thought. Uh, the dates, you know, if we could just throw out some rough dates here. They're saying that uh, training camp, when I say they, I'm talking about the league, won't start any sooner than July 10th. A lot of people don't believe it'll even start July 10th. It could be a week or two later. You know, uh, I'm hearing that the Blues could be coming into town, trickling into town around June 22nd. So even if they do get going on July 10th, you know, right there is about three weeks. Now, keep in mind, a lot of them have been training the whole time. So, so yeah, if there were two or three groups of six on the ice yesterday are they gonna uh, get back into the flow a little bit sooner yeah I, I believe so but just talking to these guys I mean Jake Allen was working out some of the guys are even on the ice and you know the one thing that we have to keep in mind because I've heard this from a few players they played a lot of hockey and I know they've been off for for three months but uh, the guys I talked to said they felt like this break has been really good for them so the sense that I got was just that nobody's in a rush to get back the time will come they'll be here and when they get here they'll be in good shape now JR to ice 
Jake Allen on this one, and I guess we'll throw in Jordan Bennington for that matter. I'm just wondering if you asked Jake at all how difficult it will be for a goaltender to get back up to speed. Because players, it's one thing. If you miss a pass, it is what it is. And you miss the net with a shot, like, ah, darn it, we got to figure it out. But if the goalie misses pucks, like, that's a real big problem. Yeah, a little bit to talk to him. In terms of, uh, you know, what they're going through, the goalies being off the ice for basically uh, three months and, and not taking NHL shots, it's, it is kind of like a summer. I mean, when, when Jake goes back to uh, Fredericktown every summer, it's not like he's taking shots in June, July, and, and August. You know, it's not really until he gets back to St. Louis that he sees a, a lot of rubber. So, you know, from that aspect, I, I don't think it's a, it's a ton different, but you're right. Uh, it is going to take them a little bit longer once they do get back. And could a goalie benefit from from uh, coming back at St. Louis and, and taking some shots? Uh, certainly. Uh, but I think with what they're able to do with the small groups of six and the limited, you know, exposure, contact, uh, you know, the limited drills they're going to be able to do, you know, Jake feels like uh, he, he can get that accomplished with what he's doing back home. Blues insider Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. JR, last week we were able to talk with Alex Petrangelo about his contract a little bit, and we talked the other day between myself and Jamie Rivers about what Petro's future means for Colton Pareko and whether or not re-signing Petro would prevent the team from re-signing Pareko. Where do you fall on that? Do you think one has anything to do with the other or the, these two mutually exclusive conversations? No, I do. It is tied, and it's nice to be able to advance that conversation. We've been talking a lot about Petrangelo, but what a lot of people don't do when they're considering bringing a captain back, which you know I'm all for. I think he's a terrific player. I, can, I even think you can use the word underrated when you talk about Alex Petrangelo. But if you do sign him to, let's say, five, six, seven-year contract, that will have an impact on what happens with Colton Preco in a couple years when his deal is up. If he continues to progress the way he is and there's no reason to think that, that he won't be, he's going to be in that upper echelon of player where you might think about committing to him six, seven years, and that's going to be a pretty good price tag, too, depending on what the, the salary cap is at that point. And that's not even talking about what his potential ceiling is as a number one defenseman. So I understand and I agree with the people who want to bring Alex Petrangelo uh, back, but uh, you know, does that impede uh, what Pareko's role could be? And also, does it eat up too much of the salary cap and, and the dollars going out that you're unable to compete with what a Pareko offer is going to take? Yeah, JR, look, I, I discussed this yesterday with the guys, and frankly, I just think you can't pass up on bringing back Petro. And I think that there's other, uh, to use Doug Armstrong's analogy, there are other chess pieces that come, up, come off the board before you worry about taking Alex Petrangelo off the board. And I just think that the Blues and Doug Armstrong, they're going to be taxed with trying to predict the future. And what I mean by that is we don't know where the salary cap is going to fall and what, how bad will it be and what kind of impact will that have on the Blues. I think that's probably one of the number one things right now that they're looking at as far as Petro goes. You know, certainly his term and then what the salary cap would be. I agree with you 100%. I think if you follow Doug Armstrong and what he's done with a lot of these uh, signings here lately, he knows that the window doesn't last forever. It could be two or three years. And you look at a guy like uh, Ryan O'Reilly, Smith winner, 29 years old, right there in his prime. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, same thing. They both got a couple years left on their deals, and, and who knows what will happen after that. Braden Shannon, Justin Falk, you sign those guys to long-term deals to get the AAV down so that you could fit more 
players into the salary cap this year, next year, you know, three years from now, so you can win now. So to me, if that's the direction you're headed, if you're Doug Armstrong, you've made that conscious decision, to me it's tough to say, okay, well, let's not bring back Petro, which is going to leave a major hole uh, in your situation right now based on the fact that we want to be able to re-sign Colton Pareko and make him a number one defenseman in a couple years. To me, it kind of goes against what he's been doing. How much does Justin Falk play into all of this, JR? In terms of? In terms of the Pareko and Petro conversation. Like, if, if, if Justin Falk wasn't here under that deal, this would feel like it's pretty easy. You just re-sign Petro and then you fight, figure it out with Pareko down the road. But with that Falk contract, it feels like that's what's kind of muddying the waters here, at least in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, no, it's a, it is, and it's it's a little tough because uh, you know Falk hasn't played the way everyone has, has wanted him to play, and you know I know that was seen as a fallback plan in case they didn't sign Alex Petrangelo to an extension. You know, I personally, even before Falk played his first game with the Blue, didn't necessarily view it that way because to me, Pareko is your potential uh, number one defenseman. What I think Falk does in this instance, regardless of of how you believe he's playing, he just gives you depth, and I'm I'm not as down on him as many people i think once uh you know he's able to establish himself he can still be a very good player uh, but he, he just is in a different role that doesn't cut any excuses for him it's just you know i know that we're going to see a better justin falk down the road uh but on face value with how it relates to the alex petrangelo situation i just think that it gives them depth but it doesn't take away from Doug Armstrong's priority, and that's to re-sign Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, Jr. I, look, I think that to your point earlier um, regarding you know the window being open right now for the Blues to continue to compete for a Stanley Cup, I think that you, you try to get Petro signed to a reasonable deal. I've said all along, five-year deal to me sounds like the sweet spot. And then you know when you move forward past some of these other big contracts, that you're not going to be able to hang on to everybody. That at that point, maybe there's the passing of the torch where Colton Pareko becomes your number one guy and he's paid like a number one and Petro becomes your number two guy and now you're rebuilding under a Colton Pareko. Yeah, no, I think it makes sense. It's just so hard to read the future, especially when we're in the situation we're in right now and especially with the fact that uh, the Blues could seriously go and, and win the Stanley Cup and however uh, we, we see this tournament play out, if it, if it plays out. And I think, obviously, they'd come back next year with a chance uh, to win it, too. So that's, to me, if you're writing down the pros and cons for bringing Alex Petrangelo back, uh, is number one. And then, you know, Doug Armstrong, you, you've built for 10 years to put yourself in this position. So you certainly, uh, even regardless of the pandemic and the stoppage of the league, you certainly don't want to uh, take away from what you've uh, worked so long to build here. Jared, it's great information. Uh, the one thing that I would amend for you, it's it's a win the league comes back. We are going with a win and not an F. So we would appreciate it if you would change that part of it. I will say as well for the audience really quickly, you have a great story coming out later this week. Can you tease that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Friday is the one-year anniversary, of course, of the Blues winning the Stanley Cup Game 7 in Boston. And uh, I'm calling uh, all the players and telling them, asking them, I should say, to give me one untold story from that day, June 12th. Just something offbeat. You've never shared it before. And uh, so far, I've got a lot of good ones coming in, so I can't wait to uh, to put that piece out on Friday. Awesome. We're really looking forward to reading that. You can find it on The Athletic, where Jeremy Rutherford is, the Blues Insider, also working for us here at 101 ESPN and on Twitter, at J.P. Rutherford. JR, we always appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, boys.